David. Honor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home, and welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right, that's right. We are joined yet again by a frequent visitor of the podcast, Mr. Reed. The Reed yeah, it's man. been a while. How's it going, Reed? It's been a while. It has yeah. been a while. Okay, um, yeah. No, I'm not bad. How are you guys? Pretty doing good. pretty well. Doing pretty well. Today's, okay. game, today's game day for my school, so I'm getting really hyped. Oh, uh, yeah, just for you. Yeah, nerds. Imagine having a bye week. Um, no, but I, I literally, right as soon as this ends, I'm going to get on a bus and head to campus. Because, <laughs> like, oh, the game's man. at 3 That's why we need to do it this early. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. I was gonna... I, I, uh, last night, I was on the bus back to, to my apartment, and I was like, I could, in theory, do it Sunday morning. Um, but, like, I, I thought it was way too late to tell you guys, like, do you want to do it Sunday? So I was like, fuck it, we're, ball- we're balling. We are balling. No, this is the vibe. Yeah, that's all right. So, how is Wisconsin doing right now? How's the weather? How's the how's the vibe up there? Oh, yeah, the vibe good. is actually so good right now. <laughs> I'm so. feeling pretty pretty fall like. Um, yeah, the, the leaves are falling finally. Um, it's still pretty warm, but you know we're I finally getting like the fall today. What? Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like Wisconsin's yeah. doing well. Um, yeah. Indiana. Indiana is the same. I mean, it's not quite fall yet. Yes. Like, it's, there's like a couple of trees that are orange, but for the most part, it's still kind of like building up to it. So like, I Purdue looks really, really good when it's folly. So like, we really need to get those fall colors here ASAP. Um, but it's fine so far. Nothing to complain about. Um, All right. So, good to hear. This was this film was a Reed choice because obviously we had to have Reed on for a big think stink episode like we did with Logan when we did uh, Darkman, so we thought we'd get uh, you know we'd ask Reed what he was looking for to watch you know as a think stink epic and uh, Reed do you want to explain a little bit uh, what went into your choice here why did you pick this film and what film is this <laughs> what is this film what is it um you know what I watched it and I still don't really know what it is True. but um, <laughs> this movie is Serenity mm-hmm. so the 2019 movie I think Stephen Knight directed yeah, I don't know it, how you came across it? This movie. please explain how you came across this movie well it's just I don't know it's I it's always fascinated me I guess just like I didn't really know anything about it but I knew a lot of strong opinions about it and I knew it had randomly large like famous actors in it that you know matthew mcconaughey and Anne hathaway in this random movie that literally no one has seen well that's not true but it's not it's not very popular um so yeah i don't know i was i've just been interested in it for like a couple years and i was like i should just watch it and that was my my thought process that's better that that sounds like something that would fit with our show for sure yeah Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, David, have you ever heard of this before coming to the movie? I have never heard of Serenity. Um, I I would assume it, it was in theaters. Yeah, it had a theater run. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I and I like that. I like never like heard of this movie. Like it doesn't ring a bell. It doesn't look remotely familiar in any way. 
Um, even though, like, it didn't really come out that long ago. Um, it's a pretty, pretty new movie. It came out, like, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have well, no... What I found was that they, they actually, like, their production studio, or who, their distribution studio literally dropped. Yes, I read about for that. Movie. They, it screened poorly. They literally they just like, gave up. advertise for it at all? Well, there no. was. I thought there was some advertising at first. Like but they did like a they did like a test screening, yeah. and the test screening went so poorly that the new di- or the distribution company that had control at that time just stopped advertising it. They're just like, nope, yeah. this is gonna be bad. Let's just get it out of here and never see it again. <laughs> Which is pretty good. So yeah, that's probably why no one's ever heard of it. <laughs> shockingly, <laughs> shockingly, I have actually heard of this film. So I remember there oh, was, okay. this was in an era, like the 2017, 18, 19 era was like my era of uh, watching, you know, YouTube, YouTube film critics and stuff, the Jeremy Johns type and stuff. And mm-hmm. at that era, I would learn about like, I, I kind of grouped them all together. Like the, I, I thought, keep in mind, I hadn't seen the movie or didn't know anything about it. It, it seemed like one of those like romantic thriller kind of dramas that was coming out that like you know like when the bow breaks type stuff and like there was like seven million of these that came out uh the boy next door uh literally just anything that like had some sort of like romance element to it but it was mostly like a drama thriller with big stars and like a small director who's done like three things and like I saw it, and I was like, "That looks like a movie." And I literally never thought about it until you brought it up. And I first thought you were talking about the Joss Whedon Serenity, like. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, ask like that. I was convinced when you said Serenity, I the only one that came to mind was the Joss Whedon one. And then you were like, "No, Stephen Knight," and I'm like, "Wait, the Locke guy?" And I like Locke a lot. That movie's really good. So I was like, "Okay, wait a minute. Like maybe this is actually right. maybe this is actually worth watching." It uh, turns out no. <laughs> I was wrong. No, yeah. No, indeed. But uh, did, did all of us hate it? Can we get that out? Of, did, did we all just hate this movie? Or David, you yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll okay. talk about it. Oh, story. we're building on. I guess. Okay. Well, I'll say very briefly. I think that there is there's two kinds of there's two like experiences within this movie. There's the first uh, like the first half of the experience where I'm kind of like. I don't hate it. It's not awful. It's just not all that interesting. And then there's like the second half experience where it's like you've ruined absolutely everything that you've built up to this point and now like everything sucks. Like you completely changed the context for everything and now everything sucks. So it's a kind of a strange kind of experience where like uh, a movie that's very distinctly segregated into like the one half that's nothing and the second half that's infuriating. So like not a good situation to be in for a movie right yeah that's that's pretty similar to how i felt about it too although i almost i almost liked the second half more just because i was like i was so engaged in how poorly things were going sure and i don't yeah (laughs) i don't blame you for that one either that's yeah so i think we should dive in um we should start with some basic kind of like (laughs) i I guess i want to i'll ask david because i am very curious what david thought what do you feel about, like, what happens in this movie? What is the story? How do you feel this was laid out? How do you feel this was told, David? Oh, my God. I don't know why you're asking me. Because I, I believe in you. I want to know what David thought as somebody who not, did not know what this movie was. You're going in completely yeah, blind. Yeah. Like, I, I, granted, yeah. My, my preconceived notion was that it was a romantic thriller. So, like, that's that's nothing either. But, like... 
David came in really, really blind, so I'm kind of curious. What did you what what did you think? I mean I thought in the beginning it was gonna be like kinda like this uh not really like a a romantic kind of movie. I, I thought of it as like a, a mystery, like crime movie almost, and it, it's it's not really that at all. Um, it, I mean, I I guess there are elements like like uh, like uh, romantic elements to it, and and at at some point like towards the end of the movie like I was getting like almost like Truman Show energy from it sure and and then like it ended up being like this revenge story and, and so it was kind of just like a roller coaster and even after I finished the movie I wasn't really sure what I watched <laughs> um, it was it was kind of just like so like all over the place like it, it, it's, I mean, it's about Matthew McConaughey's character, but, like, it's not really about Matthew McConaughey. Like, it's about, like, his son and, and like, yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, 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 is he, like, is he, like, playing as his dad? In yeah, the okay, movie? yeah. So, well, one thing That's I want to preface. That's where we get into that. Yeah, we're definitely... There is no way we can't talk about spoilers with this because, like, the twist is such an integral thing in this movie and dictates the entire tone of the movie, so we kind of have to talk about it. Um, so I think what we should do is try our best to talk about the movie without spoilers and then get into the spoiler stuff, which will be the majority of the episode. <laughs> like, I think we got to, like, talk about the few things we can talk about that happened in the first half before we get into the actual meat of it, you know? Right. Yeah, but the first <laughs> half just... is so uninteresting. That's so. true. That's right. the thing. Like, right. once the second half hits... It doesn't even like, matter. Oh, it really doesn't matter. I know. That's what's infuriating <laughs> is, like, the twist completely invalidates everything that happened in the first half. But real quickly... I'll, I'll briefly, to jog some memory, so, and for those who don't know, because obviously this is like a completely irrelevant movie, so it centers around Matthew McConaughey, who's this fisherman in this made-up island, which, actually, that was my first tip off of this whole universe was what it seemed, because I googled that island, and it turns out it's this island that's in, like, it's right by a volcano, and it's been uninhabited for literally centuries, because it's right by a volcano, so this is clearly not, oh, like, an actual island. I didn't know that. Um, What's it huh. called? It was called. What was it called? Um, it was like Plymouth or something. Plymouth, yeah, Plymouth Island. Plymouth Island is an island that's like it's nowhere near America. It's by I think it's in the Mediterranean, um, but it's completely uninhabitable because it's right next to a volcano. So it's not a real island. But I digress. Um, so he's on this like kind of New Englandy inspired. Fish. Actually, it's not really New England. It's more like Bahamas uh, themed. Like, yeah, it's fishing island. Yeah. Um, and, like, he's going about his business, he's very curmudgeonly, he's kind of an asshole to everyone around him, he dismisses his fishing partner because he just wants to be alone, I guess. Um, and the whole reason, like, you kind of get the idea that he has this, like, dark past or whatever, but his real only goal is he really wants to catch a giant fish, he wants to catch a tuna, and that's him being an ass and him wanting to catch the fish are his, like, only character traits. 
um which i think is kind of why i didn't uh, connect at first because like they they do this implication thing where it's like oh you know he's gonna have some sort of backstory later but like all you really get the only hints you get to that is that he seems kind of sad so like there's not a lot of intrigue to grab you you know there's not like uh, like a hint of like reality to him he just kind of seems like a curmudgeon like he's not all that special yeah almost like a character or something yeah like a video game Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, okay um, we'll get to it we'll get to it i'll talk more about that in a second. i know i just realized i ruined okay no no, no you're fine you're fine sorry guys um, it's not good so uh his no one is I, I, no one's even heard of this movie anyways right. really his, yeah, his ex-wife fine. shows up and the core of the movie is that his ex-wife shows up and reveals that she remarried this guy who's an asshole <laughs> comedically so actually he's kind of like he's kind of like if you wrote like a super villain as a husband he's very like cheesily so mean he's very cheesily <laughs> mean um it's a, he, they call upon he calls upon this guy to say hey my husband's an asshole i can't get out of this i can't divorce him because he's got good lawyers it's actually never really made clear why um but i want you to take him on a fishing trip and kill him so that your son, who's he's raising, will be safe. And for some reason, okay, this is a weird thing to me because I get the moral conflict, but for some reason, it doesn't seem like the father really that McConaughey really cares about his kid. <laughs> like, like he's hearing that this guy apparently abuses his kid, and he's like, I, I don't really want to associate this. I'm not even gonna touch the situation. He's like, whatever. I'm gonna go about my business. Like, fucking like I yeah, know I know that like he's supposed to be curmudgeonly, but like. He just doesn't seem to care. Like, there's, like I understand not wanting to kill the guy, but Jesus. Um, yeah, you were glad. That was a weird. I, it was, it was weird because they definitely wanted you to think that he doesn't really, really care about his kid. And but the way they wrote it, there's just no way. There's no way he wouldn't have just done what he did without being specific. That and. I don't know. There's there's certain scenes with his wife, like you said, like on the boat, the early scenes, um, and like, I, does he does he ask how he is? Does he ask anything about him? Um, I don't think he did. Like he he said like I thought he said like something about like he asked about the son. Like he definitely inquired about him, but he was okay. he seemed less. He seemed Jesus. What's going on back there? Is someone on a walkie-talkie over there? What? Um, not on my side. Sorry, I heard a lot of like feedback. Um, anyways. yeah, there's some sort of, but yeah. All right. Well, it seems like he was less like he was less worried about his son's safety and more just he, he saw the wife and was just irritated the wife was there. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and he was just like not not any of my business anymore. Go away. It's just Get off so my boat. Odd. It's so odd. Um, <laughs> Let me catch my fish. Right. Um. <laughs> uh. And the whole, like, I don't know, like, yeah, and so that's kind of the crux of the movie. There are a couple of, of things scattered about the plot that eventually lead to the twist. Like, Jeremy Strong is this, uh, is this, like, lawyer guy who's trying, or salesman guy who's trying to hunt him down for, like, the first half of the movie. Um, Where's the doctor? I'm sorry? I thought he was, like, the doctor, right? No, he's this, uh... No, he's, he's like, an... Yeah, he worked as, like, a salesman for a fish... They said it was a bait company first yeah, like, and then it reveals yeah. you know you'll see you reveals it later on but it's like a fish finder or something hey the fish finder <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's it's weird because okay, so every time he showed up on screen, it was weird because you do you remember the first scene that he shows up in? He it's like very at the beginning. Right? It's like yeah, one of the first he's like on the beach yeah. and he sees the boat, and for some reason they show this extended scene of him taking off his shoes, taking off his socks, rolling up his pant legs, and then trudging through the water to get to like another side of the beach and then keep walking, only for him to miss the guy. It was literally like a minute and a half long yeah. sequence of him walking through the water and trying to communicate with him, which it's it's like it's very poorly conveyed because I don't know what the hell it was doing and like why they focused on it so long. And every time he shows up, like until he does finally talk to him, it's like this very like it's this very like useless interlude of like, oh, he tried again, he failed. He tried again, he failed. It's this really weird kind of like Oh it's my god, yeah, those scenes were so stu- every time he'd run to the dock. I'd be like, oh, here we go again. Right. It's like, like I, there are better ways to this convey one. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, he was one of the weirdest part of the movie to me. Like, the even the scene when he is doing the reveal. Yes. Um, it was so weird. It was so weirdly done. <laughs> like, I was laughing that entire time. I was like, there's no way this is how you do it. Right. And it's, like, this. It's very. it's very, like, awkwardly told, too. Like... You get, like, yeah. obviously, like, the whole emotional crux of that first half is, like, will he or will he not decide to murder the husband? But, like, you don't really get a lot of conflict with it. Like, you don't hear his, like, perspective. Obviously, you've got the, you've got Jimin Hensao, who's, like, the, uh, the fishing buddy who's, like, hey, man, like, you know, don't do it because, you know, you got a moral code and all that. But, like, for the most part, he's kind of just being broody, which he's been doing the entire movie. So, like, in terms of, like, progressing the narrative, that first half is very, is very stagnant. Like, it just kind of lingers. You see him doing the same stuff, which I guess plays into the theme, but he does the same stuff over and over again. He kind of mopes around. Um, And, like, even when she, when she's, like, uh, when Anne Hathaway's character, though, the wife is actually, you know, and trying to get him to do stuff, it's mostly him doing the same thing he does with everybody else, being like, hey, you know... I don't want to do this. I, uh, you know, I want to catch my darn fish and all that. It's very stagnant. Yeah. No, that's true. Especially with, there's, there's a lot of side characters and Mm -hmm. in the first half, especially there's the bartender, there's the, whoever his lover is. Yeah. That literally does not have any significance whatsoever. Hey, her cat got Um, lost. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's pretty significant. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love when they reveal the reason for that. Because, like, oh, God, I really, I I will talk about their opinion on video games very soon. But, like, the reason they reveal it is so lame. Like, it's such a, like. I kind of love that. I know. It's like, that's not how these things work. Like, it's not how that works. (laughs) All right. Let's go into the spoilers. I know, I know it's what we've been waiting for. Uh, As he's still contemplating it, eventually Jeremy Strong's character catches up to him. And also, they never explain why he can't catch him. Like, that's another thing too. Like, he's, he's like, "There's a miscruc- or there's like a mishap in my schedule or something." Right. And then it's just like, why <laughs> plot convenience got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> they reveal he finally catches him, and he reveals that. Well, first of all, this character's name is the Rules, which is really funny. <laughs> um, right. I am the Rules. <laughs> yeah. The Rules reveals that the entire movie. Okay. <laughs> Now, you're going to have to help me out here, guys, because I, I might be getting this wrong. So, 
the movie is a game that the son programmed of yes. his own father being a fisherman in a yes. fisher in a fake fisherman world doing mundane menial tasks and the he starts to I, I can't tell if he actually programs it in or if it's just a metaphor but he starts to want to program this side mission about the dad being murdered, which is also paralleling his actual thoughts of murdering his dad, or his stepdad, I guess. And the game is trying to get him to not do it. Like, I, I think... Oh, I don't know about the game being sentient part. I Well, cause that's I what, because that's what... The reason he stopped... Oh, sorry. I guess yeah, that's what the rules is. No, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, you're so, so you're saying the rules is like whoever that character is or whoever he represents is like the game itself that has like a consciousness that is like trying to go against the kid's will, even though he's creating it. Maybe like, I don't know. Cause the thing is, is like when you, you realize that it's a game, you're learning it from the rules. Who's implying that this shouldn't happen. Like he's saying, don't do it. Like you should just go and not kill the, kill the father in the game. Keep in mind, cause he's not telling the kid to not kill him. He's telling the dad did not kill him. He's telling McConaughey not not kill him. So yeah. it seems like it's like the rules of the video game he's established acting as like a stand-in for his conscience, I suppose. Or maybe he like imposed his his own conscience onto the video game. So like when he's telling himself not to kill his stepdad, like he sees it as the game telling him not to or something. I, I really don't right. know because this idea is really <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, the problem is the screenplay. <laughs> yes, like it when you reveal this because it 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 completely invalidates like everything that has happened up to this point. Like when you realize this, you you it, when you tell when you are telling them that this turned out this whole thing is a video game that means nothing. Matthew McConaughey's character arc means nothing because he doesn't actually care about his kid because he's not real. So, like, any sort of mystery about... He his kid. <laughs> right, like, any sort of mystery about who the, uh... What the, why the father is so brooding is completely gone because it doesn't... It isn't any reason. There is no reason. Um, any sort of, like, tension as to what the conflict's leading up to also is meaningless because him killing the dad in the video game, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not, like, only when you see, like, the actual real-life parallel do you realize what that implies. So, like, it doesn't really matter in the video game context either. And, like, it's just, it makes the entire movie, like, if you were to rewatch this, you'd want to skip to the halfway point because nothing in the first half matters. Like, it's so strange. Yeah, no, that's... That was the thing for me. It's, it's like, it's so different from any other virtual reality or, like you know, Matrix, Truman Show, whatever, that kind of movie. Because, like, all those all those characters still have free will over the decisions. They're, like, they know there's some way to escape it. And for him, it's, there's, there's no way to escape what he's in. Mm-hmm. He's not even really a person. He doesn't have he doesn't have thoughts separate from his son. So it just it literally makes it like watching someone play a video game. Which is it's just insane to me. Like, I just watch a live stream on YouTube or something. <laughs> sure. Uh, David, did you have any thoughts I, on that? I, I have not heard you interject. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 this movie's kind of pointless, and it kind of contradicts itself a lot, and a lot of points, and, 
I don't know. Um, I was I was actually thinking about like the the name of the movie actually, mm-hmm. and obviously like it, it it comes from the the boat that yeah. the dad has. It's named Serenity. Um, and like, do, do you, like do you think it just comes from, um, like the 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 kid the boy like looking for like peace like in his life and like does he think that like through this video game like it, it it's it's giving him that like I guess serenity um in in trying to like like muster the courage to um I guess keep revenge on his stepdad in a way I don't know um I don't, it just had me thinking um that's true yeah it it's a weird it's a weird title I I mean I feel like the serenity comes at the end after he has killed his stepdad and you right, like right, right. and they do those like newsreels and stuff like the voiceovers and it's like oh we should investigate this guy and then blah 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 I think he's released or whatever and then he's fine and then he's back with his dad in this video game and his dad is like it's like a matrix type thing where reality is like bending around him right. and I guess that's the most serene part of the movie but other than that I I don't know anything specific other than the boat that would mean anything to to justify its name other than yeah. a marketing thing I, I think I do think David that you've spent more time thinking about what the title means than the people who made the movie um, I, I don't think yeah, they, I don't think they know either this movie kind of strikes me as when I first when I watched this, my first thought was, is this based on a book and it's just really horribly adapted? Like that's kind of the vibe I got because like it does have that. Energy. It reminds me of Lovely Bones in a way, like Lovely Bones, that weird ass movie about how like the girl, little girl's murdered, and then you see the little girl trying to piece together her murder after she's dead. Like it reminds me of like that because that movie is a pain in the ass because it's it's just a weird book to ad- adapt. But this is not based on a book. Apparently, this was just an original concept for making a romantic thriller that has McConaughey and 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 and, uh, and Hathaway in it. Like they just wanted to bring those two back together after Interstellar. Like that was almost the core reason this was made, which explains a lot, actually. Like it does feel like this movie was a was an idea for making a movie first rather than an idea for a movie first, and then they just workshopped it from there, and that's how we got this weird ass weird ass like half made story um yeah also i wanted to mention I mean, it's crazy to me or go ahead no no no. you can go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say that i think it's crazy that it started the first announcement was that it was gonna be a sexy noir movie yes which i mean i, yes. I guess it is but like they they really had no idea how to market it at <laughs> like all. i feel like calling, this, calling this a sexy noir movie is like calling like any crime movie a noir movie like this is not like yeah, exactly. i would call it noir and hell I'm the crime part you're right honestly <laughs> um but i wanted to bring up another point about this twist so when they reveal that this is a game and i've been alluding to this a little bit in this episode i think it's very funny because usually with these kind of twists if they're gonna work it needs to make the rest of the movie's context change you know like if you're going to do a twist halfway through that completely changes like the world and the atmosphere of a film, 
you need to make that first half have like clues to it or the twist gives it like a heavier meaning you know uh it needs to like give more weight to the scenes that came previously so that it doesn't just become completely undoing the first half this Mm -hmm. is almost kind of the opposite where like there are certain things in the first half where you're like okay maybe i could see that being a video game but mostly it just proves they don't know what the hell a video game is because like their thought of a video game is like ah yes he's gonna have a lot of fun chasing the cat and returning it to the lady and like routinely trying to catch the fish failing and then just going back the next day i guess like their approach to video game is just like ah yeah it's these mini games and that's it like like, it's (laughs) such a strange approach to video games and like you think like oh man like oh like the repetition of it really gives it extra like weight but like it really doesn't because like why would a kid come back to chase this cat and catch this fish and that's the old and that's like the the meat of the video game that connects him to his dad like it's such a strange thing like i'm not gonna make fucking pong to like emotionally resonate with like a lost family member like that's not like those two things don't connect it's Jesus. yeah it's a soul <laughs> okay another thing another thing um throw on that note um so you know how like he like screws the uh the mom and then like the random lady a couple times yeah so like is that like, the kids like choice like yeah kids, like... <laughs> oh god yeah i read uh i was reading a review where someone was talking about that like there's that scene when mcconaughey dives into the water naked and like he sees <laughs> he sees his kid in the distance or something and like he's trying to reach out to him like i don't like the context of that what are you trying to say like it makes me kind yeah, of uh, makes me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's another example of I think David, you have now thought about it more than the filmmakers did. Um, uh, probably, but someone had to direct him to strip naked in his house and then all the way to the cliff, dive in, <laughs> do a bunch of underwater photography, and like paste his son's face together. Oh no, he was underwater too. It's like. Yeah, that took so many hours of work for, for that outcome. I just that's crazy to me. Honestly, I bet you what happened during the filming was like they were filming this and people were like, "Isn't this kind of weird?" And then uh, Stephen Dice like, "Yeah, just fucking go with it." Yeah, no, Stephen Dice like, "Shut the fuck up, it's art." Like, this is is philosophical. The second war. (laughs) Right, like it's such an odd thing. I mean, I'll give this. Actually, I will give one credit to this movie. Uh, there is some okay cinematography. I felt like, especially the first half, I felt like there was a lot of really cool, like, did a lot of really cool stuff with, like, composing shots, and the colors were nice, and, like, and I know this is, like, very light praise. It really does not mean much, but, like, the reason I'm, like, watching this for the first half, and I'm not hating it, is because, like, it feels like a normal movie. Like, it doesn't feel like there's anything objectable or confusing about it. And it's almost like they wanted to correct that by introducing this this twist, because like the movie was too normal. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if if they had kept going on the route they were going with the first half, I'm sure it would have been like it's a whatever movie, you know, it's not awful, it's just not good. But then they had there was twist in there, and like let's commit to being really bad. Like they had to double down. Yeah, I gotta respect it actually. When you put it that way, they they said fuck it, we're not we're not like the other girls. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, I guess moving on with the story synopses. So the reveal comes that it's the video game. And strangely, the, uh, McConaughey is strangely okay with it. Like, he kind of just kind of gets it. Like, he's not shocked. Um, I guess he does see the map. Yeah. But, like, 
he sees that the map is just the island but like aside from that he seems strangely accepting of this fact and really his only response to it is like i'm just going to drink and mope which is what he's been doing the whole movie so i don't really get what's new um and then eventually does come to the conclusion to go and kill it anyway you kill the the father anyway um this whole point the whole entire (laughs) scene i feel like I don't know what you guys thought, um, but I feel like this entire scene, the entire time, I'm thinking to myself, like, what does it matter? Like, if he kills the if he kills the the uh, the husband, cool, but it doesn't change the fact that is that is he's still not real and the kid is still having in an abusive household. If he doesn't kill him, or does if he doesn't kill him, like you're not morally there's no morals here. Like, you didn't you're not killing somebody because nothing's real. So like. This is a very like lose lose scenario. I don't think either situation would have been very satisfying for as a viewer. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's no. He knows there's no repercussions now. He knows he's literally a character. He can kill whoever he wants, and it's it's not gonna reflect how it would be in the real world. So, like, that entire buildup is just is odd to me. I mean, I, I guess they try to like juxtapose it with the son actually killing his dad like they have the scenes going on at the same time right that's like, only later though. Sort of like movie. that's only near like when they're actually planning to kill the dad like when he's contemplating it oh. it's just contemplating oh my gosh yeah that that those scenes took so long i <laughs> those, that was the closest i was to just zoning out because i was like oh my god this is literally meaning that then um like when he's trying to convince the i forget if he tries to convince other characters but i know at least like the fishing line lady yeah he has that conversation with her and he's like you realize nothing's real right and i she just kind of denies it is that how, yeah that she she like, like spaces word. and then she goes like have a nice day remember to catch that fish oh that's right yeah it's back. and like so a part of me too no, no one else is aware either no that they're in a video game I, yeah. yeah like part of me thought yeah, too that maybe this movie was trying to be like a like when they revealed that the life has no meaning like maybe it was supposed to be like a metaphor for like him losing his reason to live like maybe like he was like maybe this whole video game thing was just this (laughs) idea of like this character learning about his child being like officially out of his reach and like you know doomed i guess and he has to come to like terms with the fact that like his existence is meaningless without his son being happy or whatever but the thing is like Mm -hmm. they keep showing these scenes of the people around the town reacting like npcs like, they keep doubling down on the fact that the game's a, the movie's a video game. So, like, any hope that this could be some sort of metaphor is kind of out the window, because, like, every character seems to be a video game character now. Um, yeah. It's very, very bizarre. And I just don't really get what they were going for. Also, it poses another question that I have. So, is, is like, Jimin Henzao's character, like, a transcendent AI or something? Because, like, he seems to be, like, telling him not to do it, but like the only character that's telling us not to do it is the um is the the rules. So what is Jimin Hensau's character? Is he like Does he really tell him not to do it though? Or... Yeah, his whole thing is mean, about like don't does. murder him. You'll be moral and all that. He's the one who breaks his he breaks the husband's hands so that the uh, so that he can't fish. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. So like yeah. w- what is he? Like <laughs> is he a rogue AI? Is he like is he another oh, representation of this kid's conscience? Like what? <laughs> my my brain. Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't think about that that much, but um, he is weird if he's a video game character. I mean, but well, okay, but I mean, 
Anne Hathaway's character also in the same way is kind of kind of transcends just AI as well, I feel like. Right. And even the husband kind of Yeah, that, I guess that kind of goes kind of more into the idea of like what exactly is this quandary, like this moral dilemma. Is it actually in the video game or is it in his head? Right. Yeah. I don't think we've talked much about the husband and uh and Anne Hathaway. Um What are you what are you guys' thoughts on those two characters? Like like the like the step husband yeah the the the, yeah. the, the mom and the husband the step husband step husband like, the step like their abusive relationship <laughs> what are like the characters the role in the story them. like what were, did you have any observations that were worth noting uh i mean it was a bit weird like like i don't know like he was clearly an abusive one-sided relationship like I, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I didn't like how either treated each other. Like I didn't like, obviously, like how abusive he was to her. I wasn't too big of a fan of how like he talked or like how she talked to him <laughs> and like, called him daddy all yes, the time. All the time. That was really weird. Even in the video game, she did that. went along with that that he wanted her to do what it was part of the abuse that's what i feel like it was yeah probably yeah and it's Um, the kid the kid programmed it in i suppose because yeah yeah he's he's weird so many times (laughs) he's weird (laughs) he's like i've heard it so many times this is how he talks that's so gross Um, jesus yeah it's weird it's weird um yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like any relationship in this movie. Are we there, are, are just, we fans of how he's car how he cartoonishly inspects her like a Barbie doll, and then sees cuts, and then apparently gets Gur mad, and then maliciously rubs his evil mustache. No, it's it's so bizarre because it is like it's literally a cartoon scene, but then it's also like literal like severe abuse at the same time yeah it's so it's it, just the most jarring scenes of all time i know it's like you're uncomfortable but at the same time like it's like it's like if you made like a, a villain in like a cartoon like an actual abuser like you you can't have both you're sitting there like oh man like you're like cartoonishly talking about like i'm gonna hit some girls at the at the prostitution ring downstate whatever but at the same time <laughs> i know but then he also like you know, hits his life, and he's a pain. Um, right. Like he's just, he's just so cartoonishly mean too. He's like, look at my, <laughs> like, he's like, look at my beautiful wife. Look how much she worked. Her hands hurt. How would you make? Why'd you make her hands hurt by doing all this work, or making her do all this work of typing? Like, it's so like he's such a pain. Yeah, no, very subtle. Yes, <laughs> right. Ten out of ten subtlety. For real. And I mean, great. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I was gonna say like it does lead to you wanting to see him die, I guess. But like, I don't know if it's well, what yeah, you want. They did their job there, right? It, it was also, a good like, scene. It also, I mean, like, even if his death didn't mean anything, it was a good scene. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. I, I was, I was sitting, there, I was cheering, and I, also another yeah, random thing in that scene. So like the uh, the the dude stows away, like the nephew of that one character stows away on the boat. Oh, yeah. And like that's just like the thing with the scene is right. Like again, you know the context of the twist. You know that nothing in this movie matters. So 
<laughs> what is this? Like, why is he here? What is it? What in the video game is this providing? And even if the kid rats him out, what does it matter? Like, <laughs> nothing know, matters. Literally, is, what is that supposed literally, to represent? They have this whole freakout scene where they have to like talk privately, and they come up with this plan. It's like, oh my god, guys. actually, they don't. That's actually another fucking... thing. Though. Do they actually come up with a plan? Like, I think they just talk about it and then they go about their business as per usual. Like, the plan is to not bribe him that's it <laughs> so like their plan when they realize this kid's there is just let's just do the exact same thing we would have done if he wasn't here <laughs> like, yeah and i think he's like watching or something and and he's like oh yeah look he's strapped in he wants this oh yeah that like one that. scene where he yells out he's like are you sure you want to do this okay oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> jesus um oh, that's good also another thing i remembered the shout out to the horribly CGI giant tuna that swims under the boat every once in a while. That's a real OG. Oh, oh that was awesome. I'd love that part. <laughs> I know, For he's a real OG. When he showed up and looked at the camera, I was like, well, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, for real. So yes, the the, fa- the stepfather is murdered in the in the boat and then it parallels him murder the kid murdering him. And then it cuts to real life and it's like, you know, teen boy kills stepfather his and then very very uh seamlessly they transition into this kid's uh real father was a vietnam was a uh, afghanistan vet who died in combat like as if that has anything to do with anything it's like they wanted to make sure you knew that so the news news outlets like in other news he had a father right you know there's this one there's like this one random scene at the beginning where Anne hathaway's character is like she mentioned something about his Iraq years, but other than that, there's literally no mention at all I know. of the war that he died in. But then that's just randomly the entire explanation for who he is. It's just like, it's such a random detail. Right. Like if you're going to make him someone who died in combat, like have some sort of like, I don't know, context for why that mattered to his history or something. Yes. It just seems like, so random. Anyway. That's so much of the movie. Like there is not a lot of build-up to this twist. It really does feel like they didn't have an interesting idea for the movie, so they made up a twist halfway through. Like, it really doesn't add anything. I know! That's exactly what it feels like. Like, you gotta have more foresight than this, guys. Like, you gotta... If you're gonna make a movie, make a movie! Like... Yeah. I mean, you can write on set. You know, David Lynch does stuff like that, I feel like, where he's just like, yeah, we're gonna do something today. I don't know what. But then it like it works because he at least has a vision, right? And it's just with this like, and also again, like the, t- the the decisions he's making aren't like that Lynch would make aren't like oh let's do another world changing twist that would completely change the context of everything we filmed so far. Like he's not right. making these radical yeah. twists halfway through that would completely change the context. Like yeah, no, his twists are like they're like jarring, but like not so much that like the context of the movie changed. Like, I agree with that. Like I'm thinking of Mulholland or something where there's so many like bizarre scenes, but they're not like, they're like almost out of context and you have to like piece them together. That makes it so much better, which I almost feel like would have worked better here, but maybe that would have been even more of a mess. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, I also don't want to feel like, I do want to acknowledge too, that I feel like having a really dumb twist that changes how the movie goes doesn't necessarily represent the entire movie. Like, I get that. Like, you don't want to evaluate a movie based solely on one decision it makes. But I want I want to emphasize that this movie is not bad because of the twist. It's bad because there's a twist in the film that 
doesn't change doesn't make anything better and everything else that's in the movie that isn't associated with twist isn't good enough to shine past the twist you know like everything everything that this reveal changes makes the stuff that you were watching not matter so like not you lose the context for that but then even if you were trying to take the looking at it in a vacuum where that twist doesn't happen there's still not much there because it was supposed to be building up to a twist like it's such a bizarre like you know it's i'm not trying to like it's not bad because of the twist it's just the twist makes things worse it digs the hole deeper yeah i mean it it just makes it empty the whole thing is very empty true it's very but, yeah. movie. a very what lifeless movie oh yeah true like the father after he was murdered <laughs> <laughs> Good um, one. Yeah, I know, right? I'm real. I'm like real... Matthew, the entire movie. <laughs> real deep cut, I know. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other highlights of this film? Um, what were some things in it that stood out to you guys that we have not talked about? Some scenes, some characters? Um, They do, they, they really emphasize some, something about like the debts he's in or he has no money or something and he has to like I don't know. Something with the, oh, yeah. the having sex at the beginning. They really emphasize and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to go somewhere. And then it does not at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, they did do that. Like that There's just so many. I guess they would call them red herrings. But I, it's in just such a different context from a normal red herring that I can't. <laughs> I also kind of feel like this is, again, I this does this only works in like a movie context. But like. Let's look at the situation. He's being offered like eleven million dollars, which is a comedically large amount, especially yeah. when you're struggling for money. It's he's offered this large amount to kill a dude who's abusing his son that he's constantly thinking about. Like, I'm not trying to say that like it's an easy choice, but like if you're like a random average Joe and this opportunity lands in your lap, like you'd think there'd be a little more optimism. You know, there'd be a little bit more like, you know, sure, it's morally wrong, but I'm rolling right. in it. Like, you're so nonchalant about it. Right. Like, this is the conflict. The way that they built that up is just so, like, not dire. Like, they treat him like he's like, ah, oh, well, you know, if I don't let it happen, it's not like the world ends. It's not like my kid's suffering or anything. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, I agree. I think. Well, okay, so, like, the very first scene Anne Hathaway appears is in the bar. Yep. And then it's not at all. And they do that, like, swing around camera thing. It literally made me laugh out loud. Oh, yes, yes, that was so bad. The way that the camera zooms, like, it's like a, it's like a uh, behind the, behind, like, you know, a shot that's, like, right behind them. You see the outline of her head. And then it, like, zooms around to be a close-up of her face. Like, that was so bad. And they do it, like, twice in the movie. There's another time they did it. It was later right. on. Right, and I'm almost, like, I'm, I guess I can almost see it as, like, a cutscene in a video game, which I guess makes sense, but, like, still, I was, it was, it was so bizarre, and then, and then, let's see, what do they even talk about in the bar? It's literally nothing. She just tries to be sexy and mysterious, and he's, like, no. And then, later on the boat, that's when she actually offers him everything, is that right? And everything is, like, laid out. Um, and then when does she, when does she appear next time? Is it like is that just in her hotel room or something? And then the husband jump scares her. 
she <laughs> she so they go to like the yeah 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 it was so they they go to the bar they talk and at the boat and then she goes back to her apartment and gets jump scared by the husband and then he's like yeah, show, yeah. show me your boobies and then yeah but <laughs> you know he's, he's but yeah like, there's not a lot of time spent like later on they have that scene when she visits him again and she tries seducing him to seducing matthew mcconaughey to like get him to do it and he's like, he's like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for our son. And then they bang. And he's like, I'm still doing this for my son, which is another weird thing. making me like it. It's just like, <laughs> this kid's really messed up. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Sorry. Just, yeah. I thought, uh, oh, in the man. same review I was reading before, where they were mm-hmm. talking about the kid being weird. They pointed out that like that during that weird banging scene when the mom and dad bang, like he she like bites his lip or something. Like she's like she's like no biting his oh, chin. She... Yeah, she's like she's, oh, she's like I chewing on his that. chin at some point. And like <laughs> and people are like, is this is this really what this kid wants to be? He wants to be happening with his parents. Like what the fuck are you trying oh, to God. say? <laughs> it's so weird. It's like stop. <laughs> the scene would be completely the scene would be completely not noteworthy until that reveal and you're like wait a minute like no you changed the context in a horrible horrible way yeah damn no I'm I'm literally trying to think of other things that were like noteworthy but it, it all just goes back around to being about that twist it's like it's it's literally the center of the in the worst way possible I feel like and there's just not much more you can say about each individual scene because they mean like nothing. I Even mean, I mean, the, the the mere fact that we were able to talk about this movie for an hour, I think, is very impressive. Fifteen minutes. I don't that think anyone crazy. has ever done that, and I don't think anyone will ever do that. So, well, actually, we're not quite yeah. we're not quite at an hour. We've got ten more minutes before it's an hour. So and you're trying to stretch it out. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like what else are we gonna? I don't know. Ten more minutes. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, talk about Locke. Talk about Locke. Locke is really, or, really good. Like, I'm cur- I am curious how because I haven't seen Spencer. I haven't seen Locke or where where else he's done. Yeah. I'm just curious if anything of, about Serenity. I mean, to do with first him. and foremost. The goal for Stephen Knight, I think, is just keep this dude confined into one location. Because if he's allowed to leave a location, then things go badly. But uh, Locke, Locke takes place solely in a car. And it's Tom Hardy. He's, like, trying to manage his life. Like, he he's, like, trying to call people to help, to, like, do stuff with his job. And then he has, like, these relationship turmoils and stuff. And he's basically just making calls back and forth while he's driving in order to kind of resolve the issues going on in his life. And it it's... I'm I'm a huge fan of those like cerebral anxiety movies, like ways that kind of like movies portray how how it is to kind of manage stuff and be freaking out about details and trying to compose your life. And I think Locke is phenomenal at that. It's extremely composed. It's extremely like straightforward and to the point. It's really short and it has like everything in that movie is really condensed and really like nothing could be cut out. And Spencer is very similar. Spencer is like a essentially making a psychological horror movie about being rich and spoiled and how it like messes with your brain when you're put into a worldview that like you absolutely do not fit in and like it's a really surreal and really well done movie and he does such a, he does such a great job of well he didn't direct spencer but 
uh, Locke does a really good job yeah, yeah. of building this like very restricting worldview, and it feels very like claustrophobic. And Spencer does as well. Um, it's very claustrophobic. It's very like isolating. Um, this movie does none of that. Like I feel like this movie's script just does not allow for much experimentation because it's so heavy on the content of the movie you know like it's so much trying to convey the story those couple of scenes when there's like psychological imagery like or psychedelic imagery sorry like that scene when uh you zoom in through his eye at the very beginning and like the swimming scene and stuff like yes it's artsy but like you know it doesn't really mean anything like that's kind of like when, when you're, you're seeing this stuff and like it feels very empty because everything in this movie doesn't matter. So why should this? And like there is a couple of like and when the world's breaking down around him, like you get what they're going for. But like what made Locke work so well is this idea that he like kept it consistent the entire film. He built this up. So like if you're going to get experimental, it needs to fit within the confines of the world you created. There is no confines to this world. He never really established the rules. He never really limited himself to be able to make a world that makes sense. So when you break it down and start doing experimental stuff, it doesn't really mean anything because there's no like con- there's no like preconceived notion of how this world's supposed to work or like what like he was going for direction wise. It's very it's just very nothing because like you know this movie was just put together in like you know a very short period of time to get a movie out. So, like, I almost feel like it's not even representative of Stephen Knight's work that I've seen because, like, it doesn't feel like he's a relevant factor in it. This could have been directed by literally anyone, which is a shame. Um, Yeah, no, that makes sense, though. Definitely not, like, an auteur movie or whatever. Right, which is, you know, it's life. (laughs) I don't know. I guess you can't expect everyone to be a banger. But um That's true. I do highly recommend Locke. And I heard Peaky Blinders is really good. He also did Peaky <clears throat> Blinders. Um I did he? I yeah. know that. he's the he's the showrunner and the writer for a lot of the episodes. So like I, I he might be a good director. Like he might be good. I it's just when I watched this film it like it made me realize like just how hard you can fall when you're not giving yourself a rule like a rule book to follow, you know? And at first I thought, right. like, maybe this is based on the book, so maybe that was the rule book, but it's not based on a book, so I don't really know. No, that would make sense. It was giving book adaptation. He actually is, he's adapting all the light we cannot see, hmm. which should be cool. Go crazy, Steven. In 2023. Well, that's this year, so it should be any minute. Yeah. I do sure hope his next film is better. <laughs> um, I'm sure it will be. I don't. I don't know. If, I mean, maybe you can get worse than this. You definitely can. Yeah, but... it's true. That's true. <laughs> uh-huh. Any any uh, final observations? Anything we wanted to talk about? We haven't talked about yet. I, I yeah. feel like we talked about everything that there is. It's like I'm done, David. I, I, I need you to. I need you to say. I need you to say one good thing about this movie, David. I want you to say something. You haven't said anything. Oh my while. god. Um. Oh man. Uh. You know, I will say that in the final scene, or like right before he kills the stepdad. 
um, it was pretty tense, you know, it really had me going. I was like, oh man, like, is he going to do it? Like, what's going to happen? So, um, I will say that probably was the most entertaining scene. Um, well, I don't know. David, you liked this movie? That's pretty cringe. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Jeez, David. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, just wanted to kind of mention that. Uh, any, any, did anyone want to any synthesize any final things they wanted to say before we head out, before we uh, segue into a couple questions? Um, no. I just recommend you guys watch Serenity just, just to experience it. Right. Like, I still look. recommend it after everything you said. Right. Well, how about this? On the topic of recommendations, Reed, you are a guest. What have you been, what media have yeah. you been consuming recently? Book, TV, music, movies, oh, whatever, that you want to recommend that you should, we should definitely check out instead or alongside Serenity if you're really feeling it. <laughs> um, okay, let me think. Um, uh, I listened to an album called Discipline by King Crimson pretty recently. Um, so King Crimson, they're like like a prog rock band. They started in like the late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a song that's referenced, sampled in power by Kanye. Oh, they're like 21st century schizoid band. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the early stuff. And Discipline is like an 80s album. So it's like Talking Heads type beat, like... Mm-hmm. I guess new wave is what it would be called. Um, and it's honestly just such a cool album. I've been listening to it a lot. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really different vibe than their normal stuff. Cause like prog rock kind of music is, you know, more extended, more like, I guess more focused on structure. And this is kind of based on like beats, like coming up with really good riff and really good drum beats and whatnot and really cool rhythms. And the whole album is just like, it's so fun, honestly, which is kind of weird coming from Kent Crimson, but it's it's a really fun album. Um, some really weird fucking lyrics. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, I especially recommend Frame, to fr- uh, Frame by Frame. It's a really good song. Um, yeah. So wait, should I do all three right now? Or are we like- Oh, it's up around? to you how many you want to do. Um, okay, yeah, I'll do I'll do one more. I'll do like a movie. I actually rewatched it. Well, maybe I'll do something I watched. No, I haven't watched anything I liked that recently. <laughs> okay, so it was a couple of days ago I rewatched Inside Lewin Davis by yeah. the Coen Brothers, Oscar Isaac. Um, oh my gosh, it's such a good movie. I, I I loved it the first time, and I loved it even more this time. Like I feel like it's probably my favorite from them. It's just like, like literally, it's like the the opposite of the serenity like every scene <laughs> matters like literally every scene you watch has like some sort of significance that i did not pick up on sometimes the first time and probably didn't even pick up on the second time fully like i'm sure it's a movie i'll return to and just like continue being blown away by which is just i feel like the best type of movie so yeah that's those are my what i've been consuming more like give me the oscar isaac because he's really good he's literally he's really good in it <laughs> i'm like the, i'm like the funniest human being you've ever met like you yeah, know that's pretty good word master all right david 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 give me no, yeah, give yeah. me some well actually first of all i gotta ask you this real quickly because this it, it only makes sense i ask you this before you give me your recommendations 
uh, how are we uh, how are we fitting LeBron into this one? How are we fitting The Rock into this one? Uh, both yeah, I want, I want both these movies in the movie. I want both of the actors in the movie. Uh, LeBron and who? LeBron and The Rock. I want both. Oh, sure, sure. sure. Um, so I think um, the kid, uh, instead of like, you know, the kid, it could be LeBron. And then, <laughs> Wait, what? You want the kid to be LeBron? What? You want the kid to be LeBron? The, the kid is LeBron, yeah. <laughs> so, and, then, and then The okay. Rock is Matthew McConaughey. I, I just I just think it would make I think it'd make the most sense naturally because um, I, I don't know I, I can I think I can really see uh, LeBron behind a computer on <laughs> a computer screen just like he plays you know? piano yeah. yeah 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 so I can I can I can see him behind a computer screen I was thinking maybe um, making LeBron the stepdad <laughs> but I don't really be doing LeBron dirty. <laughs> If, I, if we made him the stepdad here, oh, uh, I, I think I think it could work, but you know I feel like I'd it, it'd really be stretching his range as an actor. Um, I think if, if he played the stepdad, um, but I think I think um, The Rock really has it in the bag if if he was the uh, the played Matthew McConaughey's character. It's very valid. Um, well, what do you what do you think, Reed? Yeah. Yeah, Reed, we'll, we'll LeBron as the abusive stepdad who <laughs> hits and cuts his wife. <laughs> I mean, sure, I guess. I it's like, I mean, let's think about this. Like, what other roles he played where he fits this role perfectly? I don't know. Like, I guess her son. It makes too much sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you need to watch more uh, LeBron film. I guess I do. I'm not a true cinephile type. So. I was thinking what, Space Jam Two is that? Yeah, Space Jam Two, Train Wreck, House Party, and oh. Smallfoot. Oh, okay. I was thinking. I'll get on that. I was thinking what we should do is uh, I agree. I think I think uh, actually I, what I think is that we need. Hear me out here. I think the husband should be played by The Rock, the the abusive husband. Right because oh abusive husband yeah the, the mean guy because there could be that scene <laughs> okay this is really messed up but hear me out there's that scene when he's being you know abusive and mean and he's like inspecting her when he does that he sees that like she apparently is imperfect or whatever and he does like the rock eyebrow he's like <laughs> and then like and then you don't know what happened it's that she's just like i gotta get out of this like you know like you don't you don't hear any implication because they kind of imply they tell you what happened in that room I want there to be like no implication that she's like, oh my gosh, he's crazy. He's 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 ruthless. We gotta get him. We gotta get him. You know. Um. So it's a little messed up, but I think if we're if we're doubling down on being a messed up movie, then that's what we should do. No, I, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. What a vision. I can also see it. <laughs> Anyways, David, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's get some recs from you, man. What what do you? Sure, what do you sure, sure. I, I can I can recommend. Uh... A TV show and a couple albums. I have not been watching a ton of movies recently. Weak. Uh, I know. Um, so I'll start off with my show. Um, this is the show that Jake, I watched one day, and um, I really liked it. And I've just been, like, watching it, like, just on my computer in my room, like, like in the mornings, like, right before classes. 
because you know I like I, I like my I like my me time in the morning. So um, I'm watching a lot of King of the Hill. Um, <laughs> not what I was expecting you to build up to. <laughs> it's, um, this is like, this is like David embracing good. his like redneck dad energy that he's gonna oh embrace. my god david's now bought like 13 polos he's going to tuck into his khaki no shorts. no no um no no um it's it's okay so like i see where you're coming from but like it, it's i'd say it's a pretty like politically like moderate show like Although, like, the characters in the show are, like, more, like, politically, like, conservative or just, like, more, like, right-leaning, like, they still, like, are, like, pretty liberal when it comes to, like, social issues, you know? Like, like they're pretty accepting of, like, all, like, races, ethnicities, genders, like, it's 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 a pretty liberal show in that way, um, which I find kind of cool. Um, the like the main the main character Hank, you know he's he's got his he's got his Christian his Christian values. He's he sells propane, and he he tries to keep his son on the straight and narrow. But you know his son he's he's a, he's a curious lad, and he's always. You know, getting into trouble. You know, joining joining gangs and and stuff. Every, every other episode. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny actually. Um, I like it. Um, I'm not like watching it like from like the beginning to end. I've kind of been like bouncing around episodes, just kind of seeing what's interesting. Uh, I'm not really tied down to anything right now. I don't really have any, like, shows I'm watching. Um, I'm basically finished with Brooklyn Nine-Nine at this point. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't I don't really... I'm kind of like a free spirit um, when it comes to TV shows. Not really animes I'm watching or, or mangas I'm reading. I've just kind of been... You know, floating around, seeing seeing what I like, and you know, kind of doing my thing. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll find a show that really just piques my interest, and I and I, and I, can, I just gotta see the entirety of it. But right now, I've kind of just been floating around. Um, so I, I know it's been like a month since last time like we've done this, and like you're thinking like, oh, you know, probably got a lot of stuff, but. Um, I've been pretty busy, and I, I also just haven't found. I still haven't found that 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 show um, that that's 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 kept me hooked. You know, not 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 like a One Piece. Like y'all remember back in the day when literally every recommendation I made was just yeah. One Piece. I actually have <laughs> I, I actually I have a show recommendation for you to take One Piece's place. Have you ever tried One Piece? Oh. One Piece in live action. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to include that part. The live action One Piece. There's literally, oh there's God. literally, maybe, maybe I should. Like, there's literally, the if you're looking for a new One Piece, there is literally a new One Piece you can watch. <laughs> I I realize that. I realize that. It's just, I'm I'm scared. I'm 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 frightened. You saw that slug and you're you like, know? ah, yee. bro, the slug's scary. 
It frightened me. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> with the character designs, like I mean, that's just the it's, animation. It's like it looks like that animation. It's a cartoonish. It's a cartoonish anime. Well, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's something made it's in a cartoonish like, live action. That, translating that to live action, it just looks stupid. <laughs> it's like stupid in my back. You just have to think of it as, as its own thing. Don't think of it as a translation from the anime. It's a, I, it's a I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But like, they could have made them like look cool, you know? Like they could have done their own thing. The thing is, like, they're trying to make it look like the anime, mm-hmm. right? Would you like, prefer like, they you not? Can, you can tell that they're trying to make it look like the anime and not its own thing. Like, would you prefer they not that's, make that's it look like the anime? With it. I, I would prefer okay if you're doing live action, I would I would probably prefer well it it's really tough it's really tough because like I want the story to remain the same, but like when it comes to like just translating some of the character designs like it's just like it it looks it looks stupid and 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 like. Like, props to the actors for, like, taking it so seriously, because honestly, like, I, I couldn't. Like, like Arlong? Like, oh my god, like, if you don't know who Arlong is, or, like, you just don't know who he is, look him up. Like, live-action Arlong. He just, like, he looks so stupid. Um, and, like, in the anime, I guess, like, he does look kind of dumb, but, like, it's also an anime, so, like, they can get away with that kind of stuff, but, like, I don't know. I, I I probably should watch it honestly, just to like give it a fair assessment, and I shouldn't just keep hating on it um, as as a One Piece anime slash manga supremacist. Um, I don't know what you're talking about with this Arlong character design. This guy looks pretty cool. Bro, you're kidding me. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you mean to tell me that you 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 don't like the humanimal look they were going for? No, he looks ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, if I got jumped by a guy who looked like he looked like he got uh, his nose replaced with a giant corn on the cob, I think I'd be pretty scared. I mean, it's scary, but it looks dumb. Well, uh, uh, you know, to, to be uh, agree to disagree, I think he looks pretty cool. <laughs> bruh. Look and look at the anime like Arlong. He looks he looks cool and scary and not weird. I don't know. I think he's like Arlong in the anime. Like he's he's a he's a he's a big figure. Like he's a he's a pretty big guy. And like you see the Arlong in the live action, he's just like this normal sized guy. You know, like. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. Like I don't even go down there, but. Whatever. All right. Like he's literally just a normal sized guy. Right. Like in the anime, Arlong's huge. Let's like let's uh, let's let's, let's recommend some things you do like rather than being afraid of okay, things you okay, don't. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Enough, enough of me bashing on the show, Abby's. Um, okay. Uh, the albums. Uh, first, I want to recommend uh, Starboy by the Weekend. Look what you um, done. It's a good album. In, 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 in the past, I have, uh, I guess, displayed my my disliking towards the weekend. And that, and that was probably, be, and that, no, not probably. It was because I never really gave him a fair chance. Um, 
And I listened to Starboy, and I actually really, really enjoyed this album. Um, and he really grew on me as an artist. Um, I've listened to more of him recently, and uh, I like it's probably one of my favorite albums right now. Um, just been like listening to it on repeat. Um, I really, you know, you know what? Like the reason I like listened to it was because I was just at work one day, and like it was really busy, and I was closing, and one of my coworkers brought a speaker, and um, he he played "I Feel It Coming," and I was like, "This song is actually pretty good." And um, I listened to it again when I got back home, and I was like, you know, what? I'm still listening to the album, and I really liked it. Um, so I recommend I Feel It Coming, Die For You, uh, Starboy, um, Reminder are, are, are some are some hits off this album. Uh, Connor, have you heard this album before? Yep. I listened to it all the way through. It's a good album. Uh, Secrets is my favorite song on that album. I don't know why. It, it's such a like jovial little tune about someone cheating on you. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I like I like it a lot. I, it makes me want to maybe even listen to another album of his. We will see. That's exactly what I uh, thought when I listened to Starboy, and I've yet to listen to another song or another album. <laughs> so I'll get there. Yeah, um, and then um, I'm gonna recommend uh, an artist I haven't talked about before. Um, I just had to give a chance, a shot to. Uh, that's ASAP Rocky. I, I haven't really listened to any ASAP Rocky before. Um, and I was like, you know what? I want to understand the hype. Um, I listened to his first album, Live, Love, ASAP. And um, something I noticed is that ASAP Rocky's voice is just like the most like unrecognizable voice ever. <laughs> like it's just, like it's so like. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't stand out. It, it's not, like, distinct in any way. Like, if he was featured on a track, like, I wouldn't know it was him. Like, like you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like, you know how, sure. like, artists have, like, this distinct voice? Like, oh, like, that's Kendrick Lamar. Or, like, that's, like, Gorillaz or whatever. Like, because, like, it sounds like them. It's their sound. Yeah. And, like, I didn't feel that way with ASAP Rocky. Like, he just... I don't want to say he sounds like a normal dude, but like, he sounds like a normal dude that like I like his voice just isn't distinct in any way. Like even listening to him, I'm like, I guess this is him. Like it, it's never felt like I could really like grasp onto like his his voice and like recognize it as a sound. Like I was I was listening to stuff he was featured on, and like I I could never tell when it was him. Because, like, he, he just, like, he sounds like generic rapper voice. Like, I don't know. Um, it, it, yeah. But how it, are the beats? How are the tracks? It, the beats are pretty good, actually. I really like his beats. Um, they, they, were, they were definitely, like, the, the standout part of, of his music. Um Maybe not listening to his first was his best. Uh, I'm not sure what his best album is. Um, I might I might have to like do some research and figure that out. I just like went to his first because you know why not? It's a good place to start. Right. Um, Maybe he improves. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does. I mean, he's, he's a well-known rapper. Um, 
he's, he's got some pretty good flows. Um, trying to think like what he kind of reminds me of as a, as an artist. Um, uh, I, I, I guess he's kind of like Kendrick and Kid Cudi in a way. Um, but like, again, like they're more distinct. And like, if I heard them like featured on something, I'd recognize them. I'm like ASAP Rocky. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just need to listen to more of his stuff. Maybe I just, I'm not as familiar with him as I am the other guys, but, uh, pretty solid. I recommend it for sure. Check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Connor. Yeah, I'll speed up a couple of wrecks because I do gotta get going. Um, but I'll do a couple. So, uh, movie. Uh, go to the theater right now and watch Bottoms. It's really, really good. I know it's kind of like a letterbox staple right now, but it's really fun. I don't really love coming of age high school comedies, but this movie. Mainly the reason I don't <clears throat> like them is because alongside trying to be comedic, they always try to they act like they're revealing some like secret truth about high school. Or, like, try to be way too relatable, and as a result, it gets really dated, it gets really lame. Uh, Bottoms is not that. Bottoms is literally 100% goofy insanity the entire time. The world is ridiculous. The characters are really over the top. And it's just a really, really fun and highly insane movie that, like, is just nonstop smiles the entire time. It's really, really good. Uh, Ayo Edabari and Rachel Sanat are icons. They're really great. And there are so many iconic lines in this. It's one of those movies that, like, is a really easy film to enjoy because it's just non-stop fun the entire time. So highly recommend it, especially as a group watch. I think you could, there's a ton of stuff to like in it. Um, I second that. Yeah, right. Maybe. Have you seen it? I did, yeah. I saw oh, it. I didn't realize that. Um, did you enjoy it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. It's so much fun, dude. I loved Io's, I love Io Adabari's rants when she's in the car and she's like, I'm going to end up marrying a pastor and then I'm going oh to go God, to all of the sermons and stuff. Will you visit us on Sundays? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was like the first five minutes too. You know, right. Like, once that scene happened, I was like, okay, this is for real good shit. There's so many like, there's so many like uh, clearly not scripted tangents that go on that are just iconic. It's really good stuff. I know. They just let their comedian sides come out, which is right just the best way to direct i feel like really really good anyways yeah. yeah um secondly i will recommend uh i've been listening to the doors a lot i love the doors really great band i listen to la woman which is one of their more famous albums it's the one that has riders of the storm on it really good stuff um not as good as the doors is self-titled because i feel like uh so it has less of a consistent tone like it kind of bounces around in terms of its vibe but the lyrics are still as potent as ever. His singing style is still divisive, but I tend to really like it. Really like it. The instrumentation is always really unique. The, the title song, L.A. Woman, is really, really good. Um, there are a lot of really great staples on there. Um, it's just one of those albums that, like, it's such an easy listen because, like, his distinct his distinct tone and his distinct style fits a lot of different contexts. So I, I'd mess with it. I, just, I, I really appreciate it. Um, and then finally... I'll throw one more movie onto the list. Um, I saw The 400 Blows very recently, the French film, uh, Truffaut. Uh, really, really cool. good. It's, um, I feel like if you, for, uh, it, it's one of those like coming of age, kind of like just kids, or not coming of age, slice of life type kids being kids in France kind of thing. But it's very entertaining, very sweet. 
the ending is like totally parents propaganda like if you showed this to me as a child i would have lost my mind i would have been terrified i would never have disobeyed my parents again but it's a very sweet little french film that i feel like uh for being french new wave is not nearly as pessimistic as a lot of those tend to be so i enjoy it it was really solid um and it's got really good music like the score, the original score, it's got so many bangers in there. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it in class. That scene is so good. Yeah, I was watching it in class, and I was like, singing, I was like dancing and stuff as they were as the that scene when they all went running in the street, like we were going running for the class, and the kids were slat, gradually ditching the class. Like that oh, scene's music. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're going. <laughs> like I was really getting into I it. Know. Um, so true. But that is all I've got. Unfortunately, my bus arrives in seven minutes, so I need to get going. Oh, shit. But, get out of here. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Check around <laughs> Instagram, what's that smell, underscore you thinking again, for all the updates. Um, thank you for joining us, Reed. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you yeah, for recommending for a stinker. Me. This is the kind of thing we were looking for, so we appreciate <laughs> of it. Of course. Of course. I'm glad I hit the vibe. Great. Thank you guys so much. I have been Connor, and this has been David. And thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David. What's that smell you thinking again?